welcome to another episode of Dr. Me First. It's me, your colleague in medicine and coach in life, Dr. freaking Aaron Wiseman. And I am talking to one of my online friends who eventually we will meet in real life, Dr. Michelle Quirk. She is a pediatrician. She's recently transitioned from pediatric hospitalist into the outpatient world. We met together a year ago when she first started her running coaching. And I loved her then. I love her so much now. We're celebrating her business one year birthday. And I am just so excited to bring you this conversation about momentum. But before we get into the show, I got to pay some quick bills. So here's a message from Resolve. It's a physician contract review company. At Resolve, they believe that knowledge is power for physicians and that power gives you control over your financial future. Resolve believes that in mining, analyzing, and synthesizing data, they can provide you with the information and insight that empowers you to diagnose the health of your career, fully understand your worth, and maximize your full potential. You know I love that. As a company founded by a doctor for doctors, Resolve focuses on the well-being of those whose purpose in life is to care for the well-being of others. To have this incredible company review your employment contract, find them at drpodcastnetwork.com backslash resolve. That's R-E-S-O-L-V-E. The link is also in my show notes. All right, let's get into this conversation with Michelle. Welcome to the podcast, my friend, my fellow colleague. Gosh, I hadn't talked to you in forever, so we've literally talked about 20 minutes before we got on here. But thank you for coming on the recording, Dr. Michelle Quirk. It is so great to have you here with me today. It's great to be here. Thank you for having me back. That's right. You're a two-peter now. Yay. <laughs> and we were, I don't remember the exact time limit. I'll have to go back and look after we get done recording, but it has been a minute, girl. It has. So for the, I think a year. Yes. So for <laughs> the people who maybe weren't listening back that far, refresh them on who you are and all the amazing shit that you're doing in the world. <laughs> sure. I am Michelle Quirk. I am a pediatrician and a runner and a run coach. And my business is called Mindful Marathon, where I help make running easy and fun for busy professionals like us. <laughs> and I was not always a runner, not always a run coach. I came to the sport a little bit later in my early 30s and uh, really fell in love with it. And it was a passion of mine. And Mindful Marathon started as a passion project and then became a business. <laughs> yes, it did. And if you go back and listen to Michelle's episode, I'll link it in the show note. It was just as like the business was crowning. I, it, my hands were like on the <laughs> vagina, bringing that head into the world. And now it's it's a whole baby and it's happening. <laughs> and we bonded over the fact of like that we're not skinny mini size zero in our sports ball runners, but that we can like trot it out. Exactly. Yep. Yep. And I am slowly but surely, you know, we are changing I think what people think of when they think of a runner, I, that's been a huge thing for me just to really um, show that the sport is available to everybody if they want it. And you don't have to be a certain size or look a certain way or wear a certain thing. And you can go your own pace and still get 
you know, all of the health benefits and mental benefits and, and totally crush it out there. Hell yes. <laughs> and do it in a way that feels just damn amazing. So I told you before, I'm on your email list. I love getting like your shoe recommendation. And what do you do when it's like the Arctic <laughs> and all the, <laughs> the things? Because it just reminds me like anybody, anybody can do this. And can do it at whatever pace that it needs to be or however it needs to look like. Here recently in Southern Nana, we're talking now, it's the middle of February and we just got dumped five inches on us. And I just remind myself, I'm like, oh, that's what that treadmill is for in my basement. And I go and dust it (laughs) off. And, you know, some days it's a walk, some days it's a jog. And that is a-okay. I'm still a runner. Exactly. Exactly. You can be a runner at any pace and on the treadmill or outside (laughs) dodging ice patches. Yes. (laughs) You got to be careful with that. I have a whole other story on that, but let's get beyond that. So your word for today is momentum. And I love this word because when I think of the word momentum, like I see this gathering ball of energy that's just like getting ready to like boom, shoot off. So talk a little bit about why you picked the word momentum and then we'll roll it around a little bit. Okay. Yeah. I think what I was really thinking about when you asked me about the words is that we are in the middle of this pandemic and a lot of us have felt stuck, whether that is stuck in our homes or our jobs or with our exercise routine, but I just, I felt stuck and a lot of my friends and family, I think we've been feeling stuck. And so I've been wondering how we can get ourselves out of this and create some forward movement because we still don't totally have an end in sight. So we've been (laughs) kind of stuck for a while, but how do we create that momentum for ourselves to keep on moving and keep, keep going and keep doing the things that we love to do? Mm, I love that. I was just recently talking with my own coach and I was telling her, I felt like I was like spinning my wheels, you know, like again on ice, like when you're on ice and you're just like spinning and spinning and spinning. And the more I started talking to her, she was like, actually, what if you thought of it? Like you were revving up, like you doing a really hardcore burnout and like just mashing the the brake pedal and you just got a lid off of it. So you could just roar out. And I was like, Oh, and so I, that's why I love this word momentum and, and the thinking of the like, we're stuck right now, but what if we think of it instead of trap stuck and think of it in the fact of gathering? Gathering energy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And watch out what comes next. Yeah. Because it is true. We both are seeing in our families, in our friends, in our colleagues, just the total wind being taken out of people's sails. Yes. Yes. I think even, you know, at work, we deal, you know, I'm a pediatrician. We, our job is, is often quite fun to, to talk to kids and toddlers. And, but I've seen it in my colleagues and my friends, just that even work has, there's just a little bit of zip that's been taken out of it with, with the pandemic. And maybe, maybe because we're in masks all the time and the kids can't see us smile (laughs) the way we used to, but there's just a bit of connection with each other, with our patients. Something is missing. And I think that's all contributed to this this feeling of being stuck. Yeah. And I think the other thing that's contributing right now, besides like the physical connection with people, because I'm a hugger, I'll be perfectly honest. Oh, yeah. So it's yeah, terrible me <laughs> for me right now that everybody's like, 
type of thing. I'm going to be like, I'm vaccinated. I'm okay. <laughs> but I know. But it's also the connection for the things that we love. So many people had coping mechanisms that like made their life manageable. They maybe weren't the very happiest in their job, but they had eight weeks of vacation and they went on cruises or, you know, the job wasn't great, but there was one week on, one week off. And But changes in schedules, no longer being able to go to the movies or go out and eat a nice dinner or meet with friends and have game night has really ripped all of those coping mechanisms away from us. And so I feel and see what people are doing is like still scrounging around for either new coping mechanisms or like just trying to like white knuckle it through. Like we're going to get through this. And what's happening just like when you're on the pull up bar and you're like trying to get one more. Eventually you hit muscle fatigue. And you're done. Yeah. And I think we're hitting the muscle fatigue right now of all this. Yeah, no, that's a really great way to think about it. I know for us, my husband and I are travelers and like we've just essentially been grounded. And that that's been hard not to have like a trip on the calendar to look forward to. So we've had to just kind of create things to look forward to ourselves and as a runner, and you know this, like we always had races on the calendar and now most of those have gone virtual. So it's like, how do you find the the joy in the thing that you love to do, but, you know, maybe can't do it in the way that you used to? Do you think that when it comes in the future, do you think we're going to appreciate it more? Because like the experience, it's the experience of the run. Yeah. Anybody can go out and do a 5K, like with the virtual 5K is or hop on your treadmill. But it's really about like, you know, I love Spartan races. And it's really about like showing up there and the move, the music's bumping and there's all these people around. And like you look around, you're like, whoa, these people are yeah. cut. But anyway. <laughs> Yes, but the whole experience of even like going to the race expo and getting your bib and talking to the other runners and yeah, the the whole experience is the start line, the finish line, like running with all of the people and the spectators. But I, certainly I appreciate all of the races that I have run now more than I have ever before. And I know once we get back to it, I'm sure that it will be an amazing experience, but we'll appreciate it that much more. So let's talk about in this moment how we can maybe get like a little bit of momentum, a little bit of traction forward when really there's not as much joy and there's a lot more like down and need I say like depression going on. Yeah, I think it might be a good time. Maybe step one is to just take the the pause and embrace the pause a little bit and then refocus. So figure out why you're doing the thing you're doing, whether that is in your job or with exercise or for me with running, like, why is it that I'm doing it in the first place? And was it really ever about the race or the medals and really kind of get to the bottom of why you're in the situation you're in or doing the thing that you're doing? If we can maybe take a minute and step back and look at that, that might help to reframe everything so we can move forward. Yeah, because it's that whole reframing of maybe this isn't stuck. Maybe this is gathering energy. Why was I training so hard? Like I just said, for me, 
going to the Spartan races, like a good portion of it was actually like the fun I had before I got to the race. And then like being there on race days, I'll be perfectly honest. I don't win those things. I'm going to be 352nd. Like it's, it is what it is. The competitive nature in me like wants to be at the top 100, but (laughs) it's not realistic. So yeah, I think really being like, so why do I want to do this? Like, what is it about it? And then how can I maybe pivot to something knowing that I can't do that to fulfill my why? What's something that might fulfill it? Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I think I had trouble at the very beginning of the pandemic. I was used to training, doing training cycles for specific races on the calendar. And when I didn't have that anymore, I was kind of like, what kind of training cycle should I do? I don't know. (laughs) And so I really just ended up building my base mileage. Like I I haven't done speed work in I don't know how long, you know, I've just, I'm out and I'm jogging and I'm enjoying it. And I, I pretty much got back to that because that there was nothing on, on the calendar. So some people have, have done virtual runs. Another thing we did, um, my friends who usually, we usually meet up at run Disney races. And since those have gone virtual, we decided to do some virtual challenges, like a really long, we did the Appalachian trail together. Mm-hmm. It's like 2000 miles mm-hmm. or something. So we, we counted all of our running, walking, cycling, all that toward the Appalachian Trail and got that medal and finished that one. And then we decided we're going to do the Oregon Trail and we're almost done with that. So I'm not sure after the Oregon Trail, I don't know what's next, but hopefully you're going to have to do like the around the world next. Maybe. I I think so. Go huge. Go big or go home. I don't know if there is one. I'll look that up later. There you go. We'll have to make it (laughs) kind of like the Dr. Me first 5k. Like if you can dream it, we can make it happen. I think, I think we should definitely do it. That would be amazing. So before the recording, everybody, we were talking about how I really want to see Michelle in real life. Like we, of course, have never met in real life. And before when we talked, I was like, we need to organize some kind of female physician, sassy women, 5K. And I've not let go of that dream. And now I'm like, oh, like it could be the Dr. Me first 5K. And we could have, I don't know, like a medal with the middle finger or like (laughs) something, unicorns. I don't know. Something fun and good. So if this interested anybody, I want emails because I want to know if we can like gauge this out and actually make it happen. I think we need to. (laughs) And we'll have a virtual option. Yeah, of course. Of course. We'll totally have a virtual option. But maybe it'll be a medal that said, I'm vaccinated. I'm okay. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, oh, no. Anyway, off topic, coming back to momentum. What do you think? Because I think when everybody thinks about running, they like immediately think I got to get my shoes on. I like got to hit it to go. When it comes to momentum, where would you say like, whoa, 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 like, let's make bite sized steps. Where would you have them start? This comes up a lot, I think, at the beginning. So <laughs> for for everybody new to the sport or for people who are getting back to it after like a, a long time yeah. off. Yeah. Or yeah. an injury. Or a pandemic. Or yeah. Pandemic. <laughs> I think people have a ton of motivation at the beginning, which is great. I love that. Like a lot of positive energy and a lot of motivation. But I think there is, like you said, there's, there's a misconception that you have to go out there and crush it on every run, <laughs> on every workout. Otherwise you're not getting the benefit of the, the exercise or, you know, you have to go out and do 30 minutes really quickly uh, or else it's not 
not worth your time. And I'm trying to dispel the myth with that too, that it's okay to start where you're at. And if you want to start with just five minutes, it's fine. Like if you, let's say you've been walking, you know, you've been walking 15, 20 minutes a day, you can throw in a little jog in there for five minutes. You don't have to turn that entire walk into a run overnight because that, that may go okay for a couple of days, but you may injure yourself or you may just get burned out from, from feeling like this is too hard and things are hurting and I'm huffing and puffing my way through and it's not working. That's what happened to me so many times and why I quit so many times with running before I stuck with it because I just would try to go out there and run further and faster every time and come back home like feeling like I was going to die. Because <laughs> willpower is a finite resource. Like it runs out. And so definitely if you're does. only running on willpower, you are going to burn out. You are going to stop. And like, yeah, I used to be. That's when you hear people say that. And it's like, no, you still are. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think I once I learned how to slow down, even though I felt like I was going at a snail's pace, you know, <laughs> I finally slowed down and it was much more enjoyable. And then I thought, well, I could do this for longer if I go slower. And that's how everything really started. <laughs> so I think the biggest tip I could give is to just, you don't have to crush it every day and, you know, keep your easy runs easy and start small. I know you had one more usable tip to give as well. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. We talked about this <laughs> with your sneakers. Sometimes tying on your sneakers is the hardest step. And I feel like even even starting with that, if you're starting from the couch, just getting your sneakers on can be a really big step. And you don't have to go anyplace. <laughs> just put them on and walk around your house. But if they haven't been on in a long time, it just gets you into the thinking like, hey, I, I can do this. And yeah, one of these days, you know, get out the door and just go for five minutes. It's fine. <laughs> I love it. My usable tip for today was get on Zoom with a friend you haven't seen in a year. It's been amazing I love that. talking to you, Michelle. You are that friend. I am so glad to record with you, to share you more with the Dr. Me First crowd. Tell people where they can come hang out with you if they want more. I think the best place is probably the website. It's um, mindful-marathon.com. You can find everything there. There is a blog with lots of info and resources, especially for beginners, lots of tips, all the cold running gear, cold weather <laughs> running gear is on there. Um, and there is a free walk plan that you can download right from the website. If you are just getting started, that'll kind of get you going consistently. And then we can go from there. That's right. Momentum. It's gaining. <laughs> I love it. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> So I saw recently a top 10 things you need to do right now to find you're happy. And I kind of wanted to say, can we just cut through the BS? Yoga, self-care, hot baths, lighting a zillion candles, more self-care. These things are good and you should totally do them. I know I need to do more of them, but they are not going to heal your burnout. They are not going to totally overcome your overwhelm and exhaustion. Like, don't get me wrong. Self-care and self-compassion are important, uber important, but they're just not going to pull you all the way out of the hole, at least not for very long. The fluffy fixes don't work. You know why? 
because they aren't getting down to the core and they aren't really your fixes. They're not addressing what you want or really need underneath. But you know the good news? They will help give you energy so you can tackle the hard stuff. And if you don't want to do yoga, don't do another effing down dog ever, no matter what the listicles tell you to do. Because no two stories are the same. So these shoulds and have tos and lists and like driving ourselves endlessly mad because we're not working out as much. We're not meditating twice a day. We're not da 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 da. It's bullshit. A hundred percent bullshit. And so that's why I want to invite you to my masterclass that I have the last Sunday of the month. It's at 2 p.m. Eastern time, always. And we dive in deep to the things that really work for you right now, the tangible takeaways. Because guess what? This is your journey. And though you may not feel like an expert now, you are the expert to your life, your happiness, to you. So stop listening to the gurus and the everybody else and start getting in tune on what you really want and need. And let me help you. If that's hard right now, come hang with me in the masterclass. Super fun. It's real me. Messy hair don't care. And I'd love to see you there. Kick of encouragement. Here we come. Where you are right now, friend, where we all are right now, this is not our forever reality. We're not staying here. Life is going to change. So if you feel like you have the wind out of your sails or someone's kicked you in the lung and there's just not the joy that you had in work, I want you to know this is not your forever reality. It's not. It's absolutely not. Because today, You can choose to do something different. And just like Michelle and I talked about, like that usable tip, first, embrace the pause. Just take a break, embrace the pause. Look at it, refocus it, roll it around a little bit, and think about making one positive change. Like she said, maybe it's just putting your shoes on, not going anywhere, but today, I promise, I choose to put my shoes on. And the most important thing, I think, is reach out. Reach out to a friend, reach out to a coach, reach out and connect with people because that is the most important tool that you have to changing where you're at. Before we end the show, let me give one more shout out to the link from our sponsor today. So Resolve is there if you need help reviewing your contract before you sign. Reach out to a company with great online reviews and reputation before doing it. Find Resolve at drpodcastnetwork.com backslash resolve to get the review process started for you today. And remember, friends, your life, your calling, your pulse absolutely matters.
heavy lips. One, two, three. 